0: for the next uh, couple of weeks, we're going to have this conversation talking about give me Jesus. We live in a culture today that's full of talk. So many people talking. Everybody's got their ideas and their opinions. But what we know is Jesus has got the power. And so when you get Jesus, you get a power that's far, far different than what man wants to reason him to have. And you can experience him for who he truly is. And so we're going to jump into that conversation here today. And yeah, Welcome to church. For those that maybe you've never been here before, welcome to Pearl Street Church. We're a church after the unchurched. We love seeing people far from God. We love seeing people far from God come to know Jesus Christ. Maybe people on the fringes come to know Jesus Christ. So it's so good to have you here today. Now here's the deal. You can't, uh, uh, don't get it confused. These walls are just uh, a place, but man, we are a people that make up the church. And so we hope that as you step through these doors and you find who Jesus is and transforms your life and changes who you are that you become the church how are you the church man by the life you live and the things you do the 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 prayers you pray and so for us man we are a church that we are the church we do things to make a difference inside of our world here today and so we pray that you would do that today now i'm going to have a conversation today called come to jesus that's going to be the basis of my conversation today come to jesus Jesus. So as you stay standing here today, we're, or you stay standing, stay standed. I sound like Ellis, my six-year-old. I got to keep on correcting her sometimes. She's like, standed? I'm like, no, standing? She would have corrected me right now. So you can stay standing right now, but uh, I want to open up with a scripture we're going to read from in Matthew chapter 11, and this is Jesus speaking to us. And um, if you would, just go with me right here. It says this in Matthew chapter 11, verse number 28, it says, then Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Jesus is saying here, come to me. You got problems. You got issues. You got struggles. You're walking in pain. I got the source, or I am the source, and I got the solution, amen? So today, write that on top of your papers when you sit back down, but we're going to pray to start off. God, we love you, Lord. We thank you that you're a God that doesn't just sit up there in the cosmos and not operate in power, but Lord, you sent your son Jesus to die for us, to illustrate that you have power over death, hell, and the grave, and today you have power to move inside of our lives. And so, Holy Spirit, we ask you. Move in this place. Jesus, release your power of healing into this atmosphere. Whatever we are walking in and whatever we are walking through, God, maybe it's physiological, neurological, whatever it is that we are walking through, emotional. Father, if we are in need here today, may we not stay where we are, but may we come to you, to you, the source that has the ability to meet our needs Have your way, in Jesus' name. Come on. Let me say amen inside of the house. Amen. Amen. You guys may be seated in the house. We jump into this conversation. How many of you guys have ever been in a moment in your life where you should have asked a question for help, but you did not ask the question for help, so it cost you more time and more money than you wanted to? You ever been there before, anybody? You've been there before inside of your life? You should have asked for help, but you didn't ask for help. Because you didn't ask for help, it cost you more time, it cost you more money, been there. You ever been in a place in your life where you didn't ask for help and you did something, and uh, it, it, uh, everybody was like, why in the world would you do that? You been there before? Like, that was a stupid decision you ever made in your life? Uh, I, I've told this story before, but for those that don't know it, I'll refresh you. It's been a couple years since I said, but uh, when I first got my job, first job out of school, of school. I uh, was working for Southern Folgers Detention Equipment Company out South Cross and South Presta, right here in San Antonio. Wow. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Southside, hey, I was over there, okay? Now, Southern Folgers creates uh, prison equipment. They do prison doors, um, they develop them, create them, you know, put them together, ship them off to all the prisons and stuff like that. They still do it to this day. I was on the electronic side and in the. Uh, In the engineering area, designing the the plans and stuff for the systems that we would put in that would control the prison doors, the intercoms, the video systems, the gates at the front, all this stuff. So that's the area that I was in. And so I stepped in uh, right out of college, and I stepped in, and my first week of work was like intro week. This is, you're coming to work, you know, all the intro stuff, right? The very first day of actual work, when I'm stepping into work at Southern Folger's Tension Equipment Company, I walk into the break room, and the deal about Southern Folger's like started in 18 like 98 or something like that. So it's an old, old company, and it's on the south side of San Antonio in buildings that were built a long time ago. So the the buildings are older, although they've been renovated. Okay, so I'm on the second floor in our um, our our um, Our work, or sorry, our lunch room. Where, what is it? Just a little break room. There you go. I'm like, what is it called? Break room is on the second floor. And I walk into my first day of like in my job after orientation, all that stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Uh, um, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go into the break room. I go into the break room. There's a leak on the faucet in there. For whatever reason, there's a leak on the faucet. And I'm looking at it and I use it. And I'm like, well, I'm gonna fix this thing. Who needs maintenance when I'm here, right? In Jesus' name, every good man will say that. Who needs to call somebody? I'm here. Uh, we, call problems. we cause a lot more problems than you we know, guys. So I'm like, hey, I, I'm going to fix the problem. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go ahead and I turn the, the handle on the faucet, and it doesn't fix the problem. And I'm like, well, you know, before I get anybody else involved, um, I'm going to turn this thing off. You know, we don't waste water around here. I, in elementary school, it's like, turn off the water when you're brushing your teeth, all that stuff. Like, I don't want to waste water. So I, I turn that faucet handle again. And when I turn it, that thing comes off at a thousand miles an hour and slams the roof and water is going everywhere. I mean, it's like a full-on geyser. I'm just like, ah! You know, it's my first day. Nobody knows who I am. Nobody knows who I am. I'm like looking at this thing like it's shooting the drop-down ceiling, ceilings flying all over the place, water's just going everywhere, and I'm like, what in the world just happened? I, I'm trying to gather it all, I'm trying to push it down with my hand, that's not working, like it's, it's mass chaos going on right now, and I'm by myself. So the only thing I, only thing I can think to do is start running and screaming help <laughs> after the fact, okay? All I had to do was say, maintenance, fix the problem. But I was trying to fix the problem, and then what happened, I'm going to run down the hall saying, help, fix the problem. <laughs> that I created a, a bigger problem. So I ran all the way down, and I'm screaming it through the hallways. Everybody's like, what is going on? The new guy has lost his mind, you know. <laughs> I run out into our shop because that's where we would build our electronic systems and it's massive racks and stuff like that. And I just run out there, I'm like, help me, there's a flood upstairs. And they're all like, what is going on? So we run back into the hallway of the actual offices. And by that time on the first floor, water is just starting to come down into all the offices at the hands of your boy. I was like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So I run back upstairs. I mean, at this point, everybody's just trying to gather what's going on. I'm a crazy person talking about a flood upstairs. What are they talking about? Water's flowing down there. What is going on? So I run up there, and I grab this knob. I find it through the water. At this point, there's two inches of water, like, in the entire second floor. I'm like, sh- sh- running through. I'm like, where's the knob? So I don't know. It's the only thing. I grab the knob, shove it down on there, and I turn it. And by the grace of God, It stopped. I mean, it was by the grace of God. But damage has already been done. I flooded the entire place. I mean, the whole place was flooded. Second floor, water flowing down. It was terrible. But all I had to do was ask for help to fix a problem that I saw, and I would have never had to walk through the humiliation of that moment right there. And how many times in life do we find ourselves dealing with problems that we see in our own lives? things that we're like, oh, and we're like, we don't ask anybody for help. We don't ask for help. We just, we try to go at it alone ourselves. Like we're trying to figure it out ourselves. We try to, you know, like jump on the YouTube video or talk to a friend that has been through it. And like, we're doing all these things. Um, but rather than finding a source that has the ability to deal with the problem, we, we, we go around, but we don't go to a source. You know, today we're going to talk about coming to Jesus. And the first thing I would want us to hear today is our problem, our problems need to be dealt with by the right person. Our problems need to be, you know, our problems in life need to have the right solution to it. You know, it'd be crazy for us to have a, a problem with our bodies and show up at a mechanic, right, at an auto shop. It'd be ludicrous for us to, to show up at a hospital and we actually have a relationship problem. That would be ludicrous, right? For us to have the right issues resolved inside of our lives, it's showing up at the right place. And sometimes our problems are, we're going to the wrong places, trying to find the right solutions, or we're, showing, you know, we're, we're coming to the right places and we have the wrong solutions being offered. Things that we're trying to deal with inside of our lives. It takes the right place to provide the right solution inside of our lives. Today, we, I mean, we don't want to talk about this. On so like, man, we live in a world here today where we got problems. We got issues. We got a struggle. We got, we got pain inside of our lives. We need supernatural healing inside of our bodies. But that only comes from one place. Supernatural healing can only come from one place. You know, you can look in the Old Testament where Jesus would deal with certain types of individuals and particularly in one uh, story in Matthew chapter eight, there's a story of a, a man, he's a Roman officer. The deal with this Roman officer is he's got a young servant that is in his house that is paralyzed. And he's saying, man, I got this, this servant that's paralyzed. He's, he's, it's an issue that I have. And I understand as a Roman officer that I understand the authority structure. If you know the Roman government and the Roman uh, um, the Roman officers and how the, the army was laid out, I mean, it was very structured. And individuals were over legions or they were over um, groups of people and they had the authority and whatever they said went and multiple people. It's the same thing as the army today. And Roman officer knew the authority that came from an individual that was in a position of power. And, and knowing that, he's, he's got a problem and he knows at this moment in time that the problem can only be resolved by somebody that has the authority to deal with it. There's a paralyzed servant of mine inside of my house. So he would show up to Jesus and say, tell him the problem. I got a paralyzed servant. Jesus, can you heal him? Jesus says, sure, let me come to your your house. He's like, who am I that you would come to my house? What I know is this. I know authority. I'm a Roman officer. I know how it works. All you got to do is speak, and I know he's going to be healed. So don't, no, don't come to my house, just speak. What Jesus would do in this moment, he would say, at this very moment, your belief, because you understand authority and the authority that I have, your belief at this very moment, your young servant is healed. This Roman officer knew that Jesus had the authority to do the supernatural thing. He believed it. So much so he was willing to present himself to Jesus that had the ability to fix it. You think about a a young man or a man that showed himself to Jesus and said, man, I got a boy that's demon possessed. This this boy, when he gets around a fire, he gets around water, the demon would would throw him into the water or throw him into the fire to try to kill him. And Jesus, will you touch him? I've introduced him to your disciples and they've prayed, but the demon won't leave. What I love about this is Jesus speaks to his disciples, individuals that he's close to, very directly. We live in a world here today that wants Jesus to be what the world wants him to be, but here's the reality. Jesus is who he is. And Jesus isn't here to be cute. And Jesus isn't here to be you know, meet our, our desires and what we want and how we want him. Jesus is here to be Jesus. And his disciples come, and they're doing and they're praying over this man, but they can't heal him. And what Jesus says back to them, which is awesome, He's like, uh, "How much longer do I need to be here with you?" You flip it down. Say, like, "How how long must I put up with you?" He's talking to his disciples. Let me just tell you, he's talking to his disciples, people that he's real. Like, you know me. You should understand by now. This is like if you've known Jesus for longer than a year, and you're making the same problems and the same issues, and you're dealing with the same. This is Jesus saying, "Like, how much longer?" like grow up, be an adult, right? That's like, how much longer? Faithless people, you know, he's like, he's getting on to them. This is the beautiful thing about Jesus is, he is not who the world wants him to be. He's who he is. So he says, bring the boy to me. Come on, disciples. You can't even heal this boy. Bring him to me. What does he do? Commands the demon to fly out. The boy will hit the ground and convulsing, convulsing and you all of a sudden go lifeless, and everybody's like looking like, man, what in the world? What's going on here? <laughs> Jesus would pick that boy back up, and he would be set free from demon oppression. Let me just tell you today, we live in a world here today where we may not have a, a, a demon that's in control of us, and, or maybe we do. You know what the demonic oppression looks like in our world today? Demonic oppression looks like whenever the voice... That's at work in your head is telling you things that are not biblically true. The voice of demonic oppression is whenever it's telling you that you will never be, you'll never measure up, you'll never be good enough, you are worthless, you should have never been born. You know, when bad things happen, it's you you deserve this. That's the voice of oppression. And maybe the demonic oppression inside of your life is, yeah. On the daily, you're having to deal with a demonic oppression that is speaking things into your life that are not true. But Jesus has come to set us free, and whom whom the Son has set free is free indeed. So the voice of the enemy should not be present. That demonic oppression has got to go in Jesus' name. But that's what demonic oppression looks like when the voice steps in to articulate and define you as something that the, the word says that you are not. Jesus sets this boy free. You think about the four friends that brought their their friend that was lame or he, he was paralyzed. There was enough need and care over their friend that Jesus was present. That when they show up to where Jesus is at and the house is completely full, they can't get in. But the need is so great, they rip the roof off and put him down right in front. Jesus says, your sins are forgiven. What does the Pharisee say? How do you have the ability to forgive sin? He says, let me show you, I have the, the power to forgive sin. Be healed, pick your mat up and go. So by the demonstration of the power to heal a man that's been paralyzed, Jesus is demonstrating to the Pharisees that he has the ability to forgive sin. You know what it, it, Life is all, I mean, when you, when you are living and you experience enough pain, usually the pain will lead you finally to a place where you ask for a solution. You'll get to the right place that has the solution. All, all these stories, and there's many stories. You look in John chapter 20. In John chapter 20, John is writing in there that Jesus, his disciples saw Jesus do many miraculous things. But we wrote these stories in there for the sake of your belief that he is truly the Messiah. Another part, I think, in Luke, it says that uh, uh, Jesus did many miraculous works, but we only wrote a few of them because if we wrote all of them, it would fill all the books that existed in the world. What am I saying today is that Jesus did amazing and miraculous things that defies the reasoning of humanity. He is the only one that has the power to save. He is the only one that has the power to heal. It is in Jesus' name. Today, is there enough pain going on in our lives? Is there enough struggle going on in our lives today that we are willing to come to the end of ourselves and look for a different solution to the problems we have? A couple months ago, I had a toothache, and it was unbelievably painful. My wife can attest to it. I didn't sleep one night. And I'm like, oh, my God. She's like, stop being a baby. Like every wife does, right? Stop being a baby. I'm like, no, this really hurts. I'm taking the Tylenol, doing the Advil, Tylenol, Advil, Tylenol, Advil. I finally go get it fixed. I go in. They do a root canal, okay? Don't Don't judge right now. Okay, I brush my teeth, okay? But I got a root canal. And that guy, you know how those root canals work. They're like, they're getting down in there. And I'm like, praise God, this is going to be fixed. Well, he fixed it up, builds it up. You know, I got to wear a temporary thing. Well, the next day I'm like, when the drugs are wearing off, I'm like, oh, Lord, this is still hurting right here. So I call them up and they're like, yeah, just keep on taking the regimen. And I'm like, I'm about to start overdosing on some stuff because this is hurting right now, okay? Like, if I got to deal with this the rest of my life, I'm going to meet Jesus, okay? I just want to go meet him. I'm going to be up there where there's no more pain, you know? They're like, oh, just keep on taking the regiment. And I'm like, okay, I'll keep taking the regiment, and it's doing nothing. I mean, the pain is excruciating. Now, I'm a, I have a high tolerance for pain, regardless if my wife will say it or not, but I have a high tolerance for pain, right? And so I, I wait a couple hours. Well, it gets to about 6 o'clock, and I'm like, no, this ain't going on, okay? Because I didn't sleep the entire night before because I was up just in pain. I'm like, oh, my God. You know? And so it gets about 6, and I'm like, we got to figure something out. Well, they're already out of the office, so I'm like calling, calling, calling these numbers and all this stuff. By the time I get a hold of, like, the, the, the dentist, I'm like, I don't care if you're on the clock, off the clock. I don't care if you're at dinner with your kids. I don't care if it's your T-ball game. I don't give a rip right now, okay? Your boy's hurting. You better get me some pay pills because I need a solution to the problem. And here's the deal. I was so like, I was, uh, the the pain was so great that I didn't care. I didn't care what inconvenience I caused to this dentist. I know you have the ability because you're the one that did the work in order to call the pharmacy to get me some drugs that are far greater than this pain. Right? I I was trying to convince him on the phone. I'm like, I'm not an addict, I promise, I'm a pastor. I ain't in here trying to pop no pills. Like, I don't care. Give me the good stuff. You know what I'm talking about right now? <laughs> if you were in the room, you'd be like, what is he talking about right now? <laughs> like, I, I was just, I was trying, I was like, like, it was the plea of help. Like, help me. I ain't, I'm not going, I'm tired of this pain. What is it? When we get tired of the pain enough, it'll lead us to the right place. The question I have for you tonight, to, to, tonight, yeah, feels like it today is when it comes to the pain of your life maybe today you've dealt with a diagnosis in your life that you're man you've gone to man to try to fix and it's it's not been fixed maybe you have showed up at the doctor praise god my wife's a doctor i'm not here to back away from science and be like Ooh, blah, blah. i'm not that guy it's both in right I'm, like, I'm not the mental health guy that's like, you don't need any counseling. Don't go to a counselor. I'm not that guy. Okay, Just pray about it. Both in. okay? But, but maybe today you've been going to all these places, and you're still sitting in a place of pain. Maybe today, relationally, you've had some things happen to you in your past, and you're emotionally wounded today. Oh, you've talked to counselors. You've talked to friends. You've talked to some people. But it's still there. The pain is still there. Let me just tell you, I've walked through it. I've been there. I've gone through the abuse. I talk to people, but the only way that it shifted and changed is when I went to Jesus. I have a memory of something that has no power over me anymore because Jesus dealt with the pain that came from the hands of others. That's healing in Jesus' name. Jesus has the the solution to the problem. Like, here's the deal. Is there enough pain over your issues today that you're willing to say, I'm going to stop going to old places to try to find healing. I'm going to step into a new place to do it. Second thing I would say today is usually, you know, our problems with things inside of our lives, we have a timing issue. We have a timing issue with the problems. Like today... Like, are we going, we, are we at the end of ourselves that we're going to come to Jesus? And the other part of that is, are we coming to Jesus on the front end or are we showing up on the back end? You know, you think about the, the rich young ruler. He's an individual that showed up to Jesus and said, Hey, how do I receive eternal life? Jesus says, Follow the Ten Commandments. He's like, Cool, I've ar- I'm already doing that. Or he says, Actually, which one? Which ones? Jesus says, Bam, 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 these, these four or five. He says, Yep, I got those. And Jesus says, Okay, cool. If you want to be perfect, if you want to be perfect, then sell your possessions and come follow me. Now, we've talked about this story in a different context. Let me just speak it in this context. What is Jesus saying here? If you've always honored me with your riches, you would not have a problem today in the life in which you're living. But today, if you want to be perfect, the problem you have is your possessions have you. You don't have possessions. So what is he saying? Jesus is like, hey, if, if, if you've always honored me with your stuff, this stuff wouldn't have you. You would just have some stuff. But your problem is the stuff has you. So if you want to be perfect, right? We, I think we got timing issues. If you got kids, you know this. Your kids have timing issues, right? You're on the phone. You're like, not now. At least that's what Heather says. I'm very gentle with my kids, right? <laughs> our kids have timing issues, right? Usually our kids ask for help after the fact, not before. Bryn today, our three-year-old. She loves, I mean, she will not ask for help to go to the restroom. She just goes in there. Now, dependent on whether or not she goes to the restroom in the toilet or in front of the toilet is if she can get her clothes off in time. So rather than saying, hey, Mom, hey, Dad, I need some help. I'm going to the restroom. I got a lot of clothes on that you put on me earlier because you want me to look good. She's like, I got this. No, Okay, I'm just going to go right here. All right. <laughs> A timing issue. If, if you just ask in the beginning, we wouldn't have the problem to clean up after. How many of us got some timing issues with the problems inside of our life, right? Like, Jesus, why did you give me this horrible man? He's a, I mean, a nobody, he's lazy, doesn't know how to treat a woman. I don't understand. Why did you give me this la vida loca woman, right? But Jesus like, wait, timing issue. If you talk to me on the front end, we, we, you'd be in a good place right now. Because <laughs> I would articulate it to you that clearly by the demonstration of this man's actions or this woman's actions, this is not an individual that you want to link, yoke yourself up with in order to build a family and build a life with. Because their actions today are out of alignment with honor. They're not respected by their peers. They can't hold down a job. They don't open the door for you. Jesus, help me with that. Um, and uh, <laughs> that conviction, I'm like, okay, I do it. So- no, I don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you can go down that list. And this is the deal: when Jesus is a part of the front end, he can reveal the reality of what's necessary in the front end, rather than just Jesus just being a sugar daddy. Rather than Jesus just being a a, a, a rescuer. Rather than Jesus just being the like crisis Jesus, Jesus can be our shepherd. That's what He's trying to get to in our lives. Jesus is the Good Shepherd, John eleven, right? That I lay down my life for my sheep. I lead you to good pastures, Psalms twenty three. I make you lie down in good pastures. What does that mean? Even when you don't want to, your flesh is saying you want to do something different. The good shepherd will make you lay down in places and do things that is good for you even when you don't want to. But Jesus is trying to move from this, save me from myself, (laughs) to I am your good shepherd that leads you to good pastures. So you don't just see me as a vending machine tied to your good works. You see me as Lord, the source of your life. I'll give you good things. I'll bless you. I'll empower you, strengthen you, man. We got timing issues. We come to Jesus just when we're in, we got problems, right? I, I hate hearing people say, oh, you know, I can't go to church, you know, because I got problems. Uh, you know, that's a timing issue. I'm going to wait for it to get worse until I got to go in and do CPR. No, no, you're in problems. Cool, take it to Jesus. Let him get in on the front end of it. We all got problems. We've all fallen short of the glory. We all are sinful. We all give in to desire and temptation. We want to resist the devil when he comes, and sometimes we don't. But here's the deal. Jesus is all of these things. He is our crisis Jesus, our rescuer Jesus, our help me in our, our trouble. He is all of that. But he wants to be our Lord, and he wants to be our good shepherd. I would say this, we will have less breakdowns and more breakthrough if Jesus is a part of our daily rather than just on our bad days. Yeah. Yes, let's go. If Jesus is our good shepherd, if that's a daily thing. The other thing about sheep is sheep do really stupid things. I don't know if you've ever heard this, maybe you haven't heard it, but sheep will walk up to water and they got all this hair on them and they will start drinking and their hair will get saturated in the water and it will get so heavy that they fall into the water, Drowning. And the shepherd has to go rescue them out. Sheep are not the smartest things on the earth. But here's the deal. They follow the voice of their shepherd. They follow the voice of their leader. They trust that the leader is leading them in the direction. Here's the deal. I'm not saying anybody on earth is stupid. That's why God has given us intellect. God has given us wisdom. God has given us understanding. And God has given us free will that we can make wise choices for ourselves. Not one of us are dumb. We may have a lower IQ, but not one of us is dumb. So what does that mean? We get the free will to make choices and Jesus wants to be our Lord. It's a choice to give our lives over completely to the good shepherd and say, lead us. Rescue us whenever we fall over and drowning. And like rescue, take us to the places that we need to go. Last thing I'll say is, the right solution to any problem is Jesus. Any problem you're facing here today, come to Jesus. Go to Jesus. Have a conversation and prayer with Jesus. The beautiful thing is, as I said earlier, I'm not saying it's, I'm not the like, oh, you know, like there's nothing else. Like, if you've got a problem, you've got pain, just Pray. Don't see a doctor. I'm like, that's not me, okay? I'm saying, talk to Jesus. Okay, God, I got this problem. And allow the wisdom of God be given on how to go about the solution. Allow God to inform you. Jump into his word. Know his word. Let it instruct you and lead you. That's the power of the Holy Spirit at work. But go to Jesus. He is the source and the substance of life. From him flows life. We got problems. Jesus is the solution, I love how Jesus stands up in Luke chapter four in the middle of a church service, how they would do it is they would read from the Old Testament and then the, the, the pastors would, would speak from it and Jesus would stand up and he would read a scripture. I've already articulated to you a couple stories of his healing power. But at the start of Jesus' ministry, Jesus made it clear on what he was called to do. Now I stand up here today as a pastor just to articulate to you the power that Jesus operates in, not because of my worth, but because of his. This is who he says he is. This is what he says he will do. The problem isn't with his ability. The problem may be with our pressing in, our coming to. Jesus says this in Luke chapter 4. It says, Jesus says, okay, When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath. He stood up and read a scripture. It says this uh, He read it out of the scroll of Isaiah The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that uh, that captives will be released. What is that? The oppressed, those uh, uh, weighted down in sin. They will be released, that the blind, the physical healing of the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, that the time of the Lord's favor has come. He's called me to do the supernatural things. The time of the Lord is now. It's here. And then he went and did it. Preach the good news. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the light. You're sick? Let me pray for you. You're you're demonically oppressed, let me pray for you. He went and he did it. But we live in a world here today that will try to discredit his power. They can talk all they want, but here's the deal. Once you experience the power, nobody can reason it out. Nobody can reason it out, right? It's like when Elijah, he's like, all right, cool. Prophets of Baal, oh, you good, you good. Prophets of Baal, you guys serve a false god. I'm so confident in my God and his ability and his power that let's do a little competition. This is what we're going to do. We're going to take an altar. We're going to put it together. We're going to like throw, uh, throw a sacrifice on it. And we're going to set this beautiful thing up. And we're going to see whose God can burn the entire altar up. Whose God can deal with the issue. So the day comes and they get out there and the prophets of Baal would get out there and they're doing chants and they're doing their whole thing. And hey, hey, hey whatever they're doing okay and Elijah is so confident in his in Yahweh God the creator of the universe he's so confident in him he begins to mock him look at you guys you're doing your little dances out there where's your God at? where's he at? it's still here he lets them do their thing and reason out their own intellect and their own confusion and, and get to the end of themselves and then finally he says okay cool Time to get done with the games. Time to stop playing games. It's time for the real God to show up. He's Yahweh. He says one prayer. I mean, after they laid it down with water, he's like, throw water all over it. Let it fill up. Build a trench around it. Let it be soaked completely in water that you know this isn't the work of man like throwing a match on it. Soak it in water. And through one prayer, the power of God evaporated it like that. Now that's a mic drop moment, I'm just gonna tell you right now. It's a mic drop moment. The same thing I would say would be true today. It's the same heart that I show up here today with. Let's stop talking. Let's stop the chants. Let's stop going to all these places to try to find healing and try to find breakthrough. All we gotta do is come to Jesus, it's Jesus. It's power in the name of Jesus. This is what he's come to do. It's not in our power. First Corinthians two, I mean, this is what Paul's talking about. We didn't come in the demonstration of man's intellect. Who gives a rip about man's intellect? We want you to experience the power of God because if you experience the power of God, nobody can reason you out of it then. We live in a world that wants to reason God out of everything, everything. They want to have a reason for it all. Oh, it had to be this, it had to be that. No, it was supernatural power that came down from heaven and changed the circumstances, changed the person, healed the body, whatever it is. So what we're doing today is the demonstration of the power of God, not by the mouth of man, but by the move of God. And if you are here today, let me just tell you, you are here today. This is what James 2 would talk about. James is saying, hey, you're here, you're sick, you're in need, we're gonna get some people together, we're gonna anoint you with oil, we're gonna pray over your body, we're gonna believe that you are going to be healed. If you're walking in some mental anxiety or whatever it is, you got mental health issues going down, we're gonna anoint you, we're gonna pray over you, we're gonna believe you are healed in Jesus' name. If you got some relationship issues going on, you got anger issues going on, you got brokenness going on in your body here today. Whatever it is, we're going to anoint your body. We're going to pray for you, and we're going to believe that you are healed in Jesus' name. That's what we're believing. We, I fundamentally believe God wants you to go from broken to whole. I fundamentally believe that God wants you to go from uh, sickness to healing. I believe that. From, from anxious to at peace. I believe that's what God wants for his people. We're gonna stand firm in it here today. So our, we got prayer people that are gonna come down. You can stand up to your feet if you want. You can stay seated. If you don't have an issue going on inside of your life, great, stay seated, whatever you wanna do. But what we're gonna do, they're gonna sing out and wherever you are at, we want you to come forward and we're gonna lay some hands on you. We're gonna pray for you today. And we're gonna stand firm that God's going to set you free. Man, the things that you've been wanting to see God do in your life for many years that's going to happen today. If you want to take one story, the woman that had an issue of blood for 12 years, 12 years she went one place. The first, the first day she turned towards Jesus, she touched the hem of his garment, power flowed through Jesus to her, and she was healed. The same thing I believe would be true today. We're going to lay some hands, we're going to pray for you. power of God's going to move. And you shall be healed in Jesus' name. So Let's go. Let's worship in here today. If you need prayer, we got people upstairs that are going to pray with you. We got people right here they are going to pray for you. You got relational issues. Come down as a couple. You got anxiety going on. Come down. You got fear going on. Come down. You got some issues in your finances. Come down. Come on. You got brokenness from your past. You got wounds of brokenness in your path. Come on down. We're gonna pray for you. And this is gonna be the power of God that's at work, not the works of man. We gotta experience it. Talk is over. Time for the power of God to move. Come on. We're gonna spend some time in prayer. Come on. If you don't got anything, just step into a time of prayer. This is the body of Christ at work. Be an intercessor right now. If you're not, you don't have something going on in your life, But you believe in Jesus Christ, He is your Lord, He is your Savior, you're a part of this body. Begin to intercede in prayer for these guys. God would set them free. Power of God would move that there'd be healing inside of their body. Lord, we come to you and we trust you, Lord. God, you are at work. Supernatural God, defying the men, defying the, the reasoning of man, God. Setting people free and releasing oppression. God, releasing provision into life, God. Father, we pray by your power. The Lord, you meet needs in here today. Set people free. God, release them in Jesus' name. God, we pray for anger. It's got to go in Jesus' name. An individual that's controlled and riddled by pain. God, it's got to go sickness. It's got to go in Jesus' name. No more power over our life. Set them free. Every tumor in this place, God. Every known tumor, unknown tumor. In Jesus' name, may it evaporate in this place may it evaporate in jesus name blood diseases blood disorders god may you release healing into their bodies shift every cell in our bodies today into alignment with health and healing as you have created us god bring healing in jesus name body father every mind that is that is oppressed in jesus name every mind that the the enemy is speaking lies to god fathers that is undermining value and undermining strength undermining truth, God. Father, we pray by your power, Father, you would loose every oppressive thought in Jesus' name. Every demon's gotta go, it's gotta flee in Jesus' name. It has no power anymore. No power to speak, no power to to persuade, God. Release in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for any mental health in Jesus' name. Father, may you bring a sound mind into, into order right now. Bring every mind into order in Jesus' name. Father, that the minds will think on what is good, right, true, noble. Our minds will be set on things that are good. Every mental health case in Jesus' name. Father, the dysfunction of the past, called a neurological issue, God. Father, you would release into their lives, God. Wholeness, God. Perfection. Order. Health and healing, Jesus by your power release work. There's a moment in time where Mary and Martha, their brother Lazarus died, and Jesus was some distance away, three days, or three days walk away, and they sent notice to Jesus that, hey, Jesus, come, my brother has died, and Jesus finishes what he's doing, he would come in, actually four days later. And when he shows up, you know, there's this, Jesus, if you come earlier, then, then we wouldn't have this issue. He's already He's already dead. I'm sorry, they told Jesus that Lazarus was sick, and by the time he actually got there, he was dead. And Martha would sit in this place to say, Jesus, I, if you would only come earlier, then we wouldn't have this problem. And, and almost saying like you're you're just too late. Jesus, Jesus, you're too late. If you would have come earlier, you just, this problem we wouldn't have the problem. But you're too late, so you know we know he's going to be resurrected in, in, in the end with the resurrection of the dead when you come again. Here. But here's the deal: Jesus wasn't late; he was right on time. And maybe you're sitting here today saying, "Nah, I'm not going to go for it. I'm to get prayed for. It. It's just too late. It's too late." But actually, Jesus is actually right on time. He's right on time. If he knew you'd be right here at this moment in time. The problem that you're facing, he's not too late. He's right on time. But here's the deal. If they didn't send the invitation, Jesus may have never showed up. If they didn't send the invitation, they may be would never have experienced the supernatural power to resurrect Lazarus from the dead. Let me just tell you today if you don't ask, we serve a God of free will. That is the beauty about our faith. It is not the, you have to. It is not this, like, you know, oh, you have to give up your life. You've got, no, 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 it's free will want to. Do you believe? Do you have faith? If so, then ask. So let me just, I'm going to give it one more chance for you. If you need, if you were thinking it's too late, that was your thing, oh, I too late, there's no need. I'm speaking to you right now. It's not too late. Come forward. Come forward right now. I'm going to wait on you. Come forward right now. If you're thinking, oh, it's too late. No, it's not too late. Come forward. And we'll wait just for a second. Maybe there's nobody. Maybe you like, everybody just came. But maybe you're saying it's too late. Come forward. We're going to pray. We're going to pray for you. It's not too late. God can move. God's right on time. Jesus can move right on time. It's not too late. Calm down. The enemy has held you back. The enemy's like, no, it's too late. No, you ain't gonna get it. No, no, no. Don't listen to the voice of the enemy. We serve a God that is right on time. And he wants to move, a God that loves you, a God that sent his son to die for you, right on time to meet the right need for you. So what we're we'll going do for this is, everybody in here, let's pray. If you believe in Jesus Christ, you profess him as your Lord and Savior, then you believe in the power of prayer because you have a daily prayer life where you're praying the power of God would show up and God's moving in situations. It's not a religious practice of being here. This is the lifestyle. You show up at church because you're serving God with your life. You know how to live this day. So if you're in here today and you're a professing believer in Jesus Christ, let's pray over God moving right here over individuals that thought God, it was all, thought it was just too late. But God's right on time in Jesus name, amen. God, we pray right now, every individual, you haven't overlooked them, and there's been no wasted time. They're right on time right now, God, to do and move in these situations, God, for your power to flow in. Meet every single one of these needs, God. Father, if it's it's dead things that need to come alive in their life, in Jesus' name. Father, maybe it's their faith. They've known you, but it's gone cold. They've known you, but it's gone dry. Lord, they need a new rain to fall on them, God. They need a new blessing to fall on. They need a new some new wine in their wine skin, God. Father, we pray that you would flow in and begin to move in Jesus name. Moving their need, moving their issue. God, if it's a healing that they need in their body, Lord. Father, it's just too late. God, you can move inside of their body. Lord, heal the specific need that they have, God. Father, maybe it's some some wounds of the past. God, you can operate in forgiveness in their lives, Lord that can flow into forgiveness over others in their life, Lord. May you forgive in Jesus' name and bring healing to their souls. God, you are right on time to meet every single one of these needs. And we believe it by faith and trust you, God, that you're going to do it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen and amen and amen. 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 So here's the deal today. I know that this is, it may be abnormal in our culture today to do exactly what this is, what's going on right here. But the demonstration of God's power, just wait until we get into the new building, it's, I mean, get ready. Yeah. yeah. We've been limited by a small space. But just get ready for what's to come. It's already been prophesied. It's already been given in vision. Our church is going to be a source of life. If you don't know the dream that I had 15 years ago that started the whole thing is people walked in as zombies in this, this dream that God gave me. People walked in as zombies. And what is that under the demonic oppression of whatever the world has for them? But they walked through a place that was uncompromised in biblical truth and stood firm upon God's power. That it's not in our power that we release anybody. We can't save anybody. Jesus Christ can, though. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. And he has breathed that same power into our lives that we can pray in Jesus' name, in his name, for his power to be released as believers working on his behalf. Amen? So get ready for what's to come, because people walked in in this dream, zombies, and they rolled out, set free. So we're going to be a lighthouse for our community, a lighthouse for this city. Amen. Hey. Amen. So I pray if you didn't come forward, I pray you were haunted all week long. <laughs> man, I pray the Holy Spirit's like you missed an opportunity, but that's all right. You're just being a dumb sheep right now. <laughs> and I pray you're haunted all week that the Holy Spirit just says, man, come forward. Allow the church to pray for you. Everything you wanted, everything you need is in your ability to ask. Let the church pray for you. That's not the only way you can find healing, don't get me wrong, okay? You can pray over yourself, the Holy Spirit can move right there in your bedroom, don't get me wrong. But I pray if you know you were supposed to come forward of the laying on the hands of your life, next week we're gonna have another opportunity so I pray you like, oh man, I ain't missing twice, right? I pray you're running in next week, like, forget the service. I'm ready to get prayed for right now. All right, haunted all week, amen. Pastor Faith, take us away. All right, thank
1: you for amen. The Bible says there is nothing new under the sun, meaning there's nothing that He doesn't already know, and I hope that is an encouragement to you that anything you have is not going to shock god right he knows it all and if anything i hope that you're encouraged and you want him more because jesus is our healer he's our security he is everything and He is our one thing so i hope that was an encouragement to you today um there are a few ways you can give on the screen behind me Um, and a few announcements we have in the house. Tuesday, we have church nights, so be sure you get here Tuesday. Church nights are our favorite nights. We have food truck, we have childcare. Just go online and you can sign up to attend. Um, Also, if you are interested in leading out a table, we have table training going on. You can get online and register for that. What that is, is really our small groups. If you are interested in leading a Bible small group, you want to attend the training and you can get online to do that but aside from that I hope you're encouraged as you walk out of church today you walk with a different type of confidence knowing that we have the greatest source Jesus because he is our one thing he is our everything we love you guys we will see you next Sunday